Being a husband is a big role and responsibility. We're gonna talk about how it can be extremely rewarding if you prioritize your wife over other things. Whether you're a husband about to get married or thinking about popping the big question, in this episode, I will challenge you to make your wife a priority. So let's get started. Hi, my name is Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life full of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. just off the phone and you're grinning from ear to ear and your spouse looks at you and asks, who was that? You just got the job offer you'd been anticipating. This is a big deal because it will require some significant adjustments for your wife and family. You've earned this and you've been working hard for this moment. It's time to talk to your spouse. You want this more than ever, but your partner is not pleased. So what do you do now? How do you decide family over profession in these scenarios? For myself and others who have served in leadership, your profession is an enormous responsibility involving people who rely on decisions that you make. And over time, it becomes easy to see your position become more important than your role at home. And today, I look at leaders who feel like putting their occupation before their marriage and children, and I wonder what they hope to achieve. Even after a quarter century in the military, I realize no one is this indispensable. Everyone can be replaced and others can be groomed to replace you. I can appreciate the heart, the progress, and persistence of emerging leaders and professionals. However, I wonder if they misunderstood their purpose and responsibility as providers and husbands. If you feel you must end human trafficking, maybe serve as the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, or even redesign an industry, it will always include your wife and family. We should not sacrifice our families in marriage for these things. The first thing that makes me want to know are what their priorities were in the first place. Even after two decades of military service, I was in a position to advance to the next level, a level only 1% have the opportunity to serve. What a privilege, an honor, even an accomplishment. However, that would require sacrifices by my family and it wasn't passing the test. When you and your spouse form a union, you become one. My daily thoughts and decisions become a conversation with my spouse, and she's like my consigliere, but without all the crime and much closer in intimacy. When you are single, your decisions have a different kind of impact. I start bringing children into the world, and you have entered into another level of responsibility and has tremendous consequences, good or bad, when you make those decisions. 
I could have even gone on smoothly for three decades of military service and finished quite well. When you join a union with, your, with someone else, you form a new partnership. This means that if you cherish your vows and your marriage, these decisions should be addressed together. And when these things come up, they are a family affair. If you want to split logs and create division, there's an industry for that, and that's called the forestry industry. You have a family unit, and your profession is not excluded. Those who attempt to separate family from work life are just fooling themselves. Work or white collar jobs have about a 40.6% divorce rate. It's the highest. And then you also have business operations at 36, management at 35% and finance at 33. If you have ever heard the saying that husband's jobs are the best predictor of divorce, there might be some truth to that. You think there is something to these percentages? There will be times when you have to prioritize your family and your profession. It's your responsibility to engage your spouse and your family on these matters to ensure that you're making a team decision that is in the best interest of the team. So maybe we should take some wise advice from the late Stephen R. Covey in this matter. If you're engaged in negotiations and it's not a win-win, it's a no deal. Because if you have to compromise, Everybody at the table loses something and they walk away feeling the loss. Work towards the win-win and everybody walks away a winner. Now we just got done discussing the importance of a man's profession or work without sacrificing his family. Now I would like to focus on your spouse's top needs because after all, servant leaders don't make their roles about themselves. Lots of men don't play to be highly emotional or sensitive people. And we would instead rather demonstrate how we feel through our skills and actions. Studies indicate that women verbally express themselves two to three times more throughout a single day than we do. If you love this woman enough that you want her to be around for the remainder of your life, you're going to have to make a choice here. You're going to have to tend to her emotional needs and meet her right where she is. A common theme you will see in the coaching world is that coaches meet their clients right where they are. As a leader, you need to meet those you lead right where they are. This isn't the most comfortable place to go for most men. This will require some support and a little trial and error to get it right. Because no woman is the same. Research reveals that guys tend to communicate in a way that is task or mission oriented. And you can share information without ever reaching her heart or getting emotionally involved. If you're going to be a leader, you are going to be required to share what's on or in your heart. For her, she isn't so concerned about what you did, but she wants to understand and support you. She wants to give you her strength to help you become successful. She becomes a pillar in your life that you can lean on. In the television series, White Collar, which is one of my favorites that played on U.S. Network for about six seasons beginning in 2009, showed a FBI special agent and his wife, Elizabeth, who demonstrates what I've been talking about perfectly. As Agent Burke would struggle in certain areas, his wife 
was able to come alongside him and be many things, but be only because of the level of trust that they had amongst each other. She teaches him how to flirt with women while he's undercover and even presents a cooler head during a crisis to help the boys. They crack cases and advance their efforts forward, all because of her role that she plays in his life. Consequently, most media and other influences would not typically portray this type of relationship. I even grew up in a household, in several households actually, where this wasn't the behavior that was modeled by my parents or step-parents. If a man wants to be successful, you must meet your wife right where she is and be emotionally available to her by being open and honest. It's not about who goes first or how often. Leadership isn't about an easy job. There are numerous sacrifices. It's about the people, not you. You will be required to provide more than you will ever receive in return. But the results will be impactful. Now, remember your wedding day? You stood next to the best man, waiting for the minister, and the music started playing, heads turned away, and there she was. Her father presents his daughter in the seal of the union with a commitment among all those witnesses. Do you remember those vows? Often wedding vows involve several things. But in every union I have witnessed, two people agree to be faithful, or better or worse, richer or poor, in sickness and health. It is in these moments when a wave of raw and real emotions sweep over two people. The services and celebrations are a blur that day, and it can be quite exhausting day for just two young people. We rarely experience anything like it after that. For the ladies, They've been dreaming of this day since they were little girls, and fathers anticipating this moment for a lifetime. It is an essential marker in their lives, and a public declaration of love that we hope will deepen for years to come. It is one of the most influential and defining moments two people can ever have. These promises are crucial because the road is long and bumpy in life. It's no Sunday drive. And you will begin to age and your belly might even start hanging over your belt one day. Frustrations and disappointment will show up like an unwanted guest. You will realize that you have flaws and characteristics that you've never noticed before and roadblocks and difficult times. And you will meet you on your road along that journey. And sometimes tricky seasons on marriage will bring you together and also drive a wedge between you. You will begin to drift in and out of love. It is a very complicated process and not very comfortable sometimes. I have failed once and I'm on my second marriage. And so I realize today you will say, not me, but the odds are against you in today's environment. Only one third of men who are millennials actually live with their families. And this is why we have a picture in my home that says, love each other and grow together. It's a reminder of our commitment to each other. The commitment and the words that you spoke in front of those witnesses are so important. Your words are a declaration of how you will behave and act in the future. Not how you feel at the present moment. 
you have to remember that while your spouse's beauty may have been overwhelming that day, you still committed that you will remain faithful regardless of the circumstances. Nobody was crucifying you or holding you ransom or a ransom over your head. You loved each other. And this is why you chose to do life together. So you should love your spouse, even on your worst days, because that is when she needs you the most. Remember, your commitment, your job, it's temporary in life. But your spouse is your lifelong partner in this deal. So are you prioritizing the most critical relationship first? Leaders, ask yourself these questions today. Do you have your family affairs in order, though? I mean, think about it. How do you prioritize your relationships? Do the kids move to number one and you decide that you'll make up for it later? We don't have that kind of time on our side. Maybe take precedence and everyone else gets a backseat. How do you even know when your affairs are in the right order and your priorities? I'm here to tell you, man, if you haven't read between the lines yet, your spouse needs to be a priority. I know what you're doing and what you're saying. We are working on it, right? That's what, that's what you're working on. It, it takes time. It's not going to be overnight. But that isn't true because I've been where you are at. And I know the excuses, men. Men play a lot of smoke and mirror in games, okay? I realize how we get caught up in the work and the kids and the other activities. And we say we're going to get to it. Your wife doesn't deserve the leftovers. Let me tell you why your wife should come first. The best thing that you can do or for your kids is to make them a witness to two parents who love each other and show it. I grew up not knowing who my biological father was, and I had three stepfathers along the way. So when I tell you that children thrive when they have a sense of security, trust me, I've experienced the hardships. You provide a sense of stability in their lives that will serve them later as adults. It is easy for kids to enter our worlds and your spouse turns into a caregiver, and then you turn into a workaholic. In some situations, the marriage goes by the way until the kids leave the nest. And then eventually, as they leave the home, you don't know your spouse anymore. And this isn't just harmful to your marriage, but also your children. It's effortless for parents to call it quits today. Again, one third of millennials, millennials who are going to turn 39 this year, are not living with their families. In my generation, it was like 42 or 43%. And in the previous generation, it was 44. In the silent generation, it was 66%. So you can see the family unit is disappearing. They lose their family and their confidence and security in the world. So children begin to turn to other things to find their fulfillment their parents once gave them. And it doesn't lead them down the right path. All marriages are going to be affected when you bring children into the world. The time you usually had is now being shared with little minions that depend on you for their basic needs and upbringing. Research shows that marriage satisfaction drops almost 50% after the first child arrives the satisfaction continues to drop with each new bundle of joy. 
many new parents experience a high level of stress that is in most marriages and require some kind of marriage therapy thereafter. It starts to get rough when you can't spend money on yourself or dates with your spouse because Johnny and Susie need this and that. Then you have to find a babysitter and make reservations. It's just a lot easier to sit on the couch and in a movie while you check your work email on your phone. If you need help knowing where to start, then begin prioritizing your marriage before all other relationships are gone. I want to challenge you to lead differently. Ask your spouse to create a dialogue on how to make each other a priority. Create a Google Calendar and synchronize it with your schedules and share it. Block off time with a date each week or month. Share them with the kids. Create those rituals and routines. Look, I know babysitters are expensive. Even if you can't squeeze something together once a month, you're going to bring some renewal to the atmosphere. You have to do this. Some of the best dates were when me and my wife, and we just grabbed some ice cream and a coffee while visiting a free art gallery, a walk through the city, or a park. Men, do your best. You can be present, and you can do this for your wife and give it to her as a gift because you are a gift. And the greatest gift that you can give anyone is your time. It's the most valuable thing that you have. This is one thing that can't wait and you must start doing today. Make your spouse a priority. She needs to know she comes before the kids. Ensure she knows how you feel inside. And just by your words, but by your actions and where you place your priorities. And that's today's message. So don't forget to give us a review and smash that subscribe button if that's something that you do. I'm Kirby Ingalls, and it's been a pleasure. I'll see you next time.